Senora Stacy. Hello, Mum. Hello, Stacy. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? I've been uh, mostly being hot. You've got hot weather there as well. Yeah, it's boiling. I went to look at some plague pits. Plague pits? Yeah, where people died of plague and they chucked them in. Right. They haven't got plague now. This is a long time ago. Okay. Can you still see people in there? They're bones and skeletons and stuff. Bits. Plague bits. Plague bits, yeah. So, what are we talking about today then? We're talking about winkies. Winkies? Do you mean todgers? (gasps) Oh, that's rude. Danglers. (laughs) Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Today, we are definitely talking about the penis. Bum, bum, bum. And when I started looking at this, obviously I've seen a penis before. Probably not as many as you've seen. I've seen one or two. But... I didn't realise what an interesting subject it was. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Did you know that the oldest penis is 400 million years old? Whose was it? Derek's. Derek's. Derek's penis is the oldest. No, it's from a arthropody type of woodlice animal, and it's called a Colymbosathon eclipticos. That's that's Greek for penis. No, it meant Columbusathon eclecticos means amazing swimmer with a big willy. <laughs> it's a shame he wasn't around to know what he'd been named. So anyway, uh, I'm gonna uh, tell you a few interesting facts about human penises and you're going to tell me a few facts about animal penises i think is that right i am indeed so you ready to go i am ready to go let's do it okay let's go coming from reddit it's stacy your host while mum's with flamingos on the spanish coast you'll find two ladies full of guns and laughs Making a podcast called Rapture Up. Right then. What you got? Lots of boys are born with an erection. How do they get out? Uh, mostly it happens in the womb as well when they're asleep i know oh and you thought that that was a foot on your belly a foot i know i know feel that (laughs) that's my boy (laughs) i think he's poking his toe out oh why does that happen do you know i think they've said they're just testing it out oh okay that's fine let's start with uh this shoe size thing meaning the bigger your feet yeah Mm -hmm. so we can lay this one to rest they've done some proper studies on it and there is no correlation between your shoe size and your penis length did they have many clowns in this study (laughs) so i'm gonna see people looking at this now even as i say it yeah there is however they've concluded a significant correlation between your height and the length of your index finger right girls 
the longer the index finger, that's what you're looking at. So long index fingers mean long penises. I think that's what I'm saying. Okay. Wouldn't it be weird if there was like a really tiny man with a really weird long index finger? Wouldn't he be uh, really popular just at this minute if he's listening to the podcast? It'd be popular now, but I bet no one's ever found it particularly attractive previously. If he's got this long alien index finger, it'd be oh, so like weird. Oh, like E.T.? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm going to watch that again now. You don't see it tucked in down there, do you? But E.T. must be quite, um, hello. Yeah. So, you tell me something. Well, shall I start off with an animal penis? Let's start with one. I think the most interesting, no, the weirdest one is from the duck. The duck has a corkscrew penis. Okay. But only about 3% of birds have penises. So most of them don't have penises. They just rub their cloacas together. Cloacas! Cloacas! (laughs) And that's it, finished. (laughs) But some ducks have penises. And the corkscrew-shaped penis springs out in a matter of seconds, gets into the woman, does its business, and seconds, it's done. All over. So like normal then, really. (laughs) But the duck has one of the longest penises relative to its body size. Mm. So its penis is 40 centimetres. It's not the longest relative to its body size, though. Can you guess which animal... Now, remember, relative to body size, which animal has the longest penis? Okay, let's have a think. Mm. No. It's the barnacle. Now, I never really think of barnacles as being real animals because when you see them, it's just like dry, crusty stuff on a boat. Oh, you, you're getting on the wrong boats. When I get on them, they've usually washed them down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the barnacle penis is 40 times its length. Why? And because barnacles don't move, they're just stuck there. They basically send out this long penis, a bit like sending out a fishing line, and they just send it out and have a feel around when they find a female they just do the business right and that's it so they don't have to, they don't have to actually get out of bed in the morning they just send their penis off to have a scout about and do what it needs to do there are there are some other immobile animals that just spray semen into the water or whatever so it floats off and does what it what it needs to do but the barnacles they shoot out this long penis find a mate you say shoot out do you know what the speed of semen is what average 28 miles an hour 28 miles an hour mm. And you know, semen is uh, seven calories a shot if you're watching your weight, ladies. Just drink some water or something. Have a cup of tea. You can have Fanta lemon with reduced sugar. Yeah, there are nicer things to be having. The next stop will be Rough Giraffe. Now, have you ever heard of a singing penis? No, but you're going to tell me about it. Have you got proof it's singing? Have we got the noise of it singing? I haven't got the noise of it singing. Is it singing? Come to me. The singing penis belongs to the water boatman. Now, when you asked me who got the biggest penis, I was going to say something that floats on the water. The water boatman... For those that don't quite know, it's a little freshwater insect. Are they kind of 
skim across the top. They look like they're rowing a boat, don't they? They do. They are the loudest animal relative to their body size. What, when they're in the act of... um... No. Ah. Here's the thing. They make noises of up to 99 decibels with their penis. Do they do bang it on a dustbin lid? (laughs) Almost. They rub it on their belly. Their belly has like is like ribbed, and they rub their penis on it. So they got striations like a grasshopper. Yes, exactly. So it's it's like grasshopper noise. So it's like a washboard. A washboard stomach, yeah. And he rubs his penis on it to make noises. Ninety nine mm. decibels. Blimey! How loud is that? That's like the noise of me going like that. Yeah, but I'll make that quieter. so a turbofan aircraft at takeoff from 200 feet away is 118 decibels a live rock music concert is 108 decibels and right a power mower is 96 decibels so it's about as loud as a as a lawnmower that's mental yeah from a little tiny Tiny thing. So if you're down by the river and you start hearing like really loud rubbings, it's it's the insects. Right, okay. So did you know mm. that even though we as humans, the boys do not have a bone in their penis, which is quite unusual because I think most mammals do, don't they? Uh, yes. We have a cartilage in it. Uh, yes, and basically like spongy tissue that fills up with blood. Okay, it's called the corpora cavernosa. Yeah. Just, I'm just throwing that at you, <laughs> like you already know. I heard it once. So, uh, you can still break it. Yes, you can. And uh, mostly during uh, sex, it goes a bit... A bit wrong? <laughs> a bit right? <laughs> Vigorous, I was thinking the word. Yes. But uh, also several hundred... A&E injuries every year from men who fall out of bed while they've got an erection. It's difficult to believe that there were that many clumsy men, but you don't know what they were up to. They thought that they're not just falling out of bed, they could be falling over as well. Okay, just as they're making an escape. The husband's come home and they're trying to get out the window. Oh, I never thought of that. <laughs> Angel lust. Have you heard of that? Angel lust? No. It's it's called the terminal erection. Oh, okay. So it happens just after men die. Yes. Just a thought for you, boys. If you want to have a nice erection just after you've passed on, yeah, your best chances of that is if you die from hanging or somebody shoots you in the head. I don't mean to laugh at that, but why would you want a nice erection? I don't know. You won't be able to get the coffin lid down. There, hard as nails. We're off to see the wizard, the wonderful wizard of Oz. Hello, Mum. Hello, Stacy. It's Giles here from the Filmmakers Podcast to give you a filmmaking fact. Did you know that the first commercial non-pornographic motion picture to show a man's penis was the Italian film Dante's Inferno in 1912, which in a wide shot showed nude males being led onto a boat on River Styx. The 1931 German film 
Kamarad Shafta in Wide Shot showed mine workers showering in the nude. However, it was the American indie film Mum and Dad made in 1945 that showed the first close-up penis. The movie included footage of a penis ravaged with venereal disease. Now, if that isn't a lesson for anyone, then what is? That was the filmmaking fact from the Filmmakers Podcast. Back to Stacey and back to Mum. The echidna, or the spiny anteater... I love echidnas, yeah. They have a four-headed penis. A four-headed penis? Four-headed penis. The penis only got... F- no, has only got four heads. Yeah. <laughs> Does it split up and love the ladies all at the same time? No, they only use one of the heads at a time. And then they turn it round and use the next one? <laughs> it's not like a lazy Susan. You just <laughs> spin it round. But yes, they can use, they use one at a time. If they used more than one at a time, it'd be too engorged and they wouldn't be able to get it in. What is the Mrs. Echidna? She's a slim woman, is she? Well, you know, one is enough. I'm still thinking of the Lazy Susan name. (laughs) There's a type of octopus called an Argonaut. Is his name Jason? No, his mate's called Jason. Oh, right. The males are only three quarters of an inch long whereas the females are four inches long. So they're they're small, but the females are substantially bigger. You're going to tell me now that size isn't everything, aren't you? Well, the men, knowing that they're not really going to get very close to the females, they have a detachable penis. So this is a detachable tentacle called a hectocotylus. A hectocotylus? Yes. Right. And... And they detach this, it's full of semen, it goes swimming off towards the females. Do you mean it's full of semen and goes swimming off? You mean it's full of sailors or...? (laughs) It's not a submarine. (laughs) That's what you're making it sound like. Yeah, so these tiny little octopus have these little submarines. (laughs) So they send off these little tiny penises that go and swim up inside the females to fertilise them. Now, the females can take quite a few of these little penises inside them. So they don't just have one. They kind of store quite a few and they just let them just fertilise her one by one over the next few days, weeks. Do they get the penis back? I'm not sure whether they put a little bit of elastic on it so they can go boing and bring it back. I don't think so. Yeah, because I mean, really, otherwise you're buggered for next year aren't you yeah i'm not sh- i'm not sure how long they live poor little argonauts oh bless they're not the only ones who have got disposable penises the sea slug also has a disposable penis but he can grow it back grows back within 24 hours he's going to be popular in the porn world or the pornographic pornography pornography do you know, talking about pornography, mm. do you know one in 400 men are flexible enough to do it to themselves? Are they? Mm-hmm. They say that Prince removed a rib so he could do that, didn't they? Oh, my God, is that what you've got to do? <laughs> I'm, if I have my ribs removed, do you think I can bend down enough to get my toenails cut? 
That's that's all you want to do. Yeah, that's as flexible as I need to be to get past me knees. That'll do. Just a couple of ribs. It's hardly worth it, really, if you're having the rib out when you think the average sex is two minutes and 51 seconds. That's probably why people are doing it themselves. Hey, you. Yeah, you. You got something to say? Then say it here. Email us at roughgiraffepodcast at gmail.com. Twitter at roughgiraffepod. Instagram at roughgiraffepodcast. Search us on Facebook for Rough Giraffe. Subscribe and review us on iTunes and Podbean. Thanks. So, who's got the biggest penis in the animal world? The blue whale, basically. It's pretty big. That's the largest of any animal? Yes. So, on land, it's the elephant. Right. How big is that? It reaches the ground. So, that's five or six feet then, isn't it? Yeah. The blue whales is ten foot long. That's only the tip of it. You know that, don't you? Is is the rest of it inside? Everybody with a penis has only got half of it on show, haven't they? Yeah, there's a there's a lot of gubbins going on inside. If you're thinking you're not uh not sort of well endowed in that area, don't worry, the other half's inside. <laughs> Thing with the blue whale's penis is the tip is prehensile. Ooh, is it? Does that mean it can use a computer? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it can get hold of a computer in the ocean. <laughs> but <laughs> given an opportunity, I'm sure it could use the internet. So it can pick things up. Yeah. So it could pick up a small seal with its willy. <laughs> yeah, that poor seal. Oh. So can I tell you about the Icelandic? Phallological Museum. Of course you can. So, obviously, if I give you a clue, it's in Iceland. Okay. So they've got over 93 species of animals there. Okay. Whole animals? No, they only want the penis parts. Okay. They don't just do penis. They've got testicles as well, so they are doing the whole bit. They've got a lovely collection of dried foreskins. Of... Humans or all animals? Oh, no, not humans. Okay. They've got two types of exhibitions, Mm. two types of specimens. They've got quite a few which are dried and mounted and put on the wall. Mounted. (laughs) I didn't mean that. (laughs) Uh, We're being silly now. Continue, this is serious. Yeah, so they've got some that are mounted on the wall, like a blue whale... Yeah. And think reindeers and things like that. Because mm-hmm. they, they must be big, the blue whale one. Yeah, you said it's around 10 feet or so, didn't you? Yeah. So they've only got the six-foot tip of a blue whale penis. Okay. They've also got the hamster foreskin. What? And it's only two millimetres long, and you can only see it with a magnifying glass. It could be anything. It could be a speck of dust. It could be a cornflake. It's not as big as a cornflake, is it? could be a crushed up crisp in the bottom of a packet. Right, so I'll read you a little bit from uh, a review that somebody did. Yeah. It says that the phalluses were hanging on walls, stuffed in jars... They were dried penises, they were penises embalmed in formaldehyde, 
and massive penises displayed like hunting trophies. Hmm? There were smoked horses' penises, there were runty, shriveled penises of reindeer, foxes, minks and rats. There was a walrus penis with a stiff penis bone, because it's perpetually erect, is that right? Oh, I don't know, I didn't, didn't read that one. And the tip of the blue whale penis, which you've already mentioned, they used to make them into oars for canoes. Oh! Oh, I know, exactly. So, they've got human testicles. Yeah. And they've got human foreskins. Mm. They have got only one human penis in there. Oh, really? Yes. And whose is it? Right, well, the guy said, you can have my penis for your exhibition. Mm. And he was 92 when he died. Oh, okay. And they put it in a jar and... uh, it's a bit, they said, it's gone a bit shriveled and wrinkly. It has shrunk both vertically and horizontally. <laughs> it has turned a greyish brown shriveled mass. Oh. I wish I had stretched it and sewn it at the back, he says. The guy who does the, uh, Mr. Siguro, yeah. who does the museum. I wish I'd sewn it at the back, stuffed it and positioned it so that it was in a proper position. Instead, it went directly into the formaldehyde. However, although I am disappointed with the results, I will know better next time, (laughs) and I'm hoping that I will get a younger and bigger and better one very soon. Wow. So there are people that have said... Uh, you can have my penis. And a person in uh, America has tattooed his penis with the stars and stripes and donated, he's donating it to the museum. When he's died? Yeah, I don't think they're going to take it off him now. But the problem is you don't know when they're going to die, so you could be waiting until they're 92 again. Well, you could be. So they get around 11,000 visitors a year. It's not bad. It's not bad when you think that the village that the museum is in has less than 2,000 people living in Mm. it. They've got a very, very interesting penises in their collection. Mm. They have um, an exhibition of mythological penises. (laughs) I don't get it. (laughs) They have specimens taken from Icelandic elves... Trolls, Kelpies, and the nasty ghost of Snaffle. Okay, there's a ghost penis. Mm-hmm. Segura says that the elf's penis, which the museum's catalogue describes as unusually big and old, is among his favourites. <laughs> it cannot be seen, obviously, as Icelandic folklore holds that elves and trolls are invisible. The folkloric penises also include those of a merman. What? A one-legged, one-armed and one-eyed monster called a beach murmurer. Right. They have the only known specimen of the enriching beach mouse. (laughs) And they have an Icelandic Christmas lad's penis. Oh, okay. Those are the naughty guys, aren't they? Yes. 
that go around, um, yeah, stealing stuff at Christmas. That is right. So we've got those. But it's all invisible. Uh, well, yeah. The folklore section is very popular. And uh, it's got an online catalogue, which you can have a look at them. It says that the nasty ghost of Snaffle is definitely worth a look. <laughs> I want to see what an enriching beach mouse penis looks like. Yes, I like that name. And isn't that gorgeous? And the Beach Murmurer. What well, they're brilliant names, aren't they? They are. So that is the Icelandic Museum of the Penis. If you're in that area, they've also got things like uh, lampshades made of the scrotums of whales and things like that. There is a documentary about it on Netflix, I think. The final member. Oh, yes, the final member. But if anyone's interested and got Netflix, you'll find it there. They're going to try putting it on tour as a pop-up, apparently. (laughs) No, that's what it says. They're going to try and have a little pop-up museum. Hey there, who's that? What's the name of the wonky cat? He'll look twice than any cat around. So, we need to get Kipper in, because I remember Kipper. We've already had a discussion about a Kipper penis. We have. Kipper Kipper is going to come and speak to us, but um, he was really embarrassed last time we talked about his penis. Okay. You know, he'll come in again, but... He doesn't want us to mention his barbs. <laughs> oh, well, right, you just give us a quick rundown of a general cat penis then. So cat penises have about 120 little spiky barbs that kind of stick backwards so the penis can go in nice and smooth, but when they try and pull it out, the barbs get pulled open, so it's like splay apart so that the penis can't come out and then... The male cats, they're stuck in there. They just go about their business for half an hour or so on the back of the on the back of the lady cats. Okay, <laughs> while she's just going around Tesco. Yeah, exactly. She's just like, oh god, not this again. She's putting the washing out. She's she's having her nails done and having a bit of a chat <laughs> to her friend Brenda. Yeah. All right, Brent. How are you, love? Has Colin finished it? No, he's still there, darling. He's all right. She's looking at her friend's like mouth and like he's got the barbs. And they're like, oh, no, not the bar. Oh, God, don't look at him. He's got the barbs. Bren- Brenda, Brenda, I-, I can't see him, love, down there behind the fence. You're all right. <laughs> she has to wear, like, a big trench coat to cover him behind her. Like when kids try and sneak into the cinema, one on top of the other. <laughs> anyway, do you want Kipper in? Let's have him in. Has he got something to say to us? Kipper, come on in. No, no, no! We're not. We're not going to talk about your penis. Don't worry. We're not. We're not doing anything like that, Kip. But, Mum, can I tell you something? Yeah. We have a special name for Kipper's penis. Oh, what is it called? We call it his lipstick. <laughs> ah, okay. Oh, sorry, Kipper. He's really grumpy now. We we only had one question for Kipper. Okay. Um, and I'm going to tell you, Kipper, but it, it's a bit weird. 
So the question was from Simon from the Dad Zone podcast. And he said to Kipper, Kipper, what is your experience with human penises? Yeah. That's a bit of a weird question, isn't it? Unless he's found a dead body at the bottom of your garden, I'm hoping no experience. What a what a perverted question to ask a cat. That is that's a bit strange. I would have been more entitled to say Kipper what you call it. (laughs) And talking about that, we do our favourite names for our wangler. <laughs> we do. Owen has done a bit of research on this, hasn't he? Oh, here he comes. Hang on. All right, then. Owen, I'm just letting you know that uh, the size of your shoes does not determine the size of your penis. What determines the size of my penis? <laughs> the length of your index finger. Is as long as my penis. <laughs> I, well, I don't know. <laughs> Does it include the nail? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. And Germany gets the most penis enlargement procedures in the world. Wow, that's uh, that's a lot of schnitzel. So, so, you've got a list for us. Yes, I do. This is some research gone into this. This is the top ten, is it? Yes, I do. I've got a list. I've got a top ten list for the names of the male genitalia. Okay, let's have it then. Now it's time for the penis pet name top ten. <laughs> Keeping it... <laughs> I'll try not to laugh. Keep it Keeping real! His... <laughs> I am going to keep it real from now on, okay. Keeping his position at number ten, we have Big Boy. <laughs> Sneaking in at number nine is Junior. Still going strong for a second week at eight, it's One-Eyed Pete. Last week at eleven, now at seven, it's Big Jim. Coming in straight to six, it's Billy the Willy. Holding its own at number five, it's Dickie. It's Bobby at number four. Racing ahead at number three, it's Fred. Held off the top once again, it's Percy Pecker in at number two. And straight in at number one, it's Wee Man. Wee Man? Oh, the Wee Man. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> wee Man. Oh, the man that weaves. No, like little. I think it's got a double meaning. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Thank you, Owen. You're welcome. That's brilliant. I'll get back in my cupboard now. (laughs) Bye. Thank you, Owen. So we asked our listeners on Twitter and Facebook to tell us what they call their penis. Right. And none of them were in that top ten that Owen said. So they're all... Okay. They've all got some different ones. Um, From... Pitney and Amelia's Bitchin' Boutique podcast. It's a funny name. They say that Dad always refers to the dog's penis as his yin-yang. Oh, dear. Okay. Late Drinkers, the podcast... Oh, this is a gross one. Calls it the main vein. Okay. Don't like that one. Wulong Talks. Call it Todd. Todd, right. That's all right. Sabrina, the Teenage Watch podcast. Calls it... Todger or Wilkins? Todger is extremely common. It's the slang word for a policeman's truncheon. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Is that why? Yeah. Okay. And that was hard and... Yeah. 
Yes. Um, the Monster Closet podcast calls theirs Gerald. Gerald? Gerald. Like Gerald me gecko. Yeah, I don't think you've told people about your gecko. Oh, well, I've got something to tell you about the gecko. There was a bit of a disaster. Oh, no. What happened yesterday, eight minutes past four yesterday afternoon, mm. Gerald, and by the way, Gerald Migeko is only two inches long. Sorry about that Monster Closet podcast. Okay. <laughs> Gerald was a basking. Yeah, nice. He, he was just, he just had a mealworm. He was full up Aww. and uh, a starling came and took Gerald. Took him where? I don't know. You see... Today is today. It's another day gone. I mean, he's not come back. The Stalin or Gerald have not come back. Oh, no. They eloped. I don't know. I don't know whether I should be worried for Gerald. Or has he just gone on a bit of a jolly for the weekend? Well, the weather is nice. It is nice. This is the other unfortunate bit. What? Gerald's got an identical twin brother. Oh, what's his name? Harry. Okay. What you need to know is Harry and Gerald live in the air conditioning box. (laughs) It's got blades. Oh, no. And I forgot to take Harry out before I put on the air conditioning. (gasps) What's happened? Well, I've been trying to read up as whether they regrow. How much of him does he need to regrow? Well, I found most of it. I put drew little chalk markings around what was... <laughs> put little numbers, 22 bits. Uh, I found an I. Yeah. And definitely two suckers. So you're going to try and regenerate Harry from an I and two suckers before Gerald gets home? Yeah, but I've had another idea. What? What I thought was I would knit a little outfit yeah. for for Harry Gecko. Yes. And uh, I would just stick on the bits that I found so it would look as though Harry's got a bit of a coat on. <laughs> and then I could say he's got a sore throat. And you don't think Gerald will notice? Was Harry much of a talker? They've got their own language, haven't they? Spanish? No, well, no, they got their own... They're like street talk, innit? Oh, okay. They're street geckos. In the gecko. <laughs> In the gecko. <laughs> but anyway, so I don't know. I don't know what I should, what I should do. Oh, well, I hope Gerald comes back. I mean, I've bought uh, a bag of mealworms. And you don't know, you haven't got anything to do with them now? No, I've looked. There's no real recipes for them. There was one which you could use with chickpeas, but... I've had enough chickpeas recently. (laughs) Excuse me, senor. Don't forget, Rough Giraffe is on Twitter at Rough Giraffe Pod. Um, Do you want a little unrelated news story before we finish? I would like a little unrelated news story. This one is titled, Science Pupils Lose Track of Pudding in space. Say that again, sorry. Science pupils lose track of pudding in space. That's what I thought you said. (laughs) You know, like when you speak to me in English, and I know what the words are, but none of them make actually sense when they're all together. So tell me what happened. A school in Derbyshire 
has launched a Bakewell pudding into the stratosphere using a high-altitude balloon, complete with a tracking device. Unfortunately, the tracker stopped working somewhere over Lincoln and they've lost uh, track of their pudding and it's now floated up into space. It's going to go past the International Space Station. Every 93 minutes, they're going to be making a jar of custard just in case it comes close enough. There's some great photos of this Bakewell pudding. Oh, they've got pictures of it. They've got pictures of it before they lost track of it. So there's these great pictures of it floating up above the Earth. I mean, is it is it possible that some high-flying... Starlin and Gecko have actually nicked it. Maybe, maybe Gerald has landed on the pudding and has floated off into space. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, on that note, then I reckon that's it. What are we going to do next time? Well, I think the penis has been very interesting, don't you? I do think the penis has been interesting. So uh, I think we should do belly buttons, but I think we should do something else with it. I'll choose belly buttons. What would you like to do? So if that's sticky in, let's have sticky out. What about nipples? (laughs) Okay. Nipples and belly buttons. Yeah, why not? Okay, so the next episode is nipples and belly buttons. The sticky in bits and the sticky out bits. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, then. So uh, that's for next time, then. All right, then. I'll speak to you then. Okay, and... And, and I'm hoping that I've got some Cabana Boys coming for the next episode. I've had some CVs in. Yes. I'll send them to you. You can do some Skype interviews and uh, hopefully. Uh, that'd be good. I'm, uh, what I'm really hoping is that they've got a nice foot action for the old flamenco. Oh, okay. Is that... That's a, a must, is it? Yeah, they've got to do the clacky bits with their heels. <laughs> okay. And if they can play the guitar yeah that'd be even better how long do you think you could tolerate clicky heels and a guitar about half an hour about half an hour okay fine so they don't have to be that good no no that's fine a couple of songs and you're done Uh, and on that note i think we better go all right then bye all right thank you for that bye it's the end of the podcast it is very sad But tune in again and it won't be so bad With Mum in the bungalow and Stacey at home Send us your stories on your smartphone And then everybody will feel so alone The Rough Giraffe Podcast The Rough Giraffe Podcast This podcast is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or BritpodScene on Twitter to find out more. Oh.